Welcome to the Beyond Skin Deep podcast with me, Jordan Vanessa. This is a free space where I discuss everything lifestyle from wellness and love to hair care. Stay tuned and be entertained. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Beyond Skin Deep podcast with me, Jordan Vanessa. So in the last episode, I did a deep dive into why I decided to name the podcast Beyond Skin Deep about how being prejudged based on the way I looked, how it impacted my self-esteem, how it impacted how I made decisions, how it made me into a people pleaser, and how I had to come away from people's opinions to grow and why is it important to have your own idea of self and knowledge of self so that when you're prejudged because you will never be able to escape it when you're prejudged how you should try to handle and work on your personal healing and growth I also wanted to speak about the impacts on relationship and I promised that I would do it on the next episode. So here I am speaking about the impact of how being prejudged in my personal life based on the way I looked, how it impacted me in relationship choices and my growth and improvement on that. There's a saying that goes, I think it's Oprah who said it, that goes, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. No, because I usually been prejudged, I've heard things about myself that wasn't true. When I heard, if I was interested in a guy and a guy was interested in me and we started to have that attraction phase, and if I heard something negative about them, I didn't necessarily go along with it. Reason being because personally i had heard so many things about myself at that point that wasn't true i wanted to give people the benefit of the doubt no the thing about that is it's a slippery slope i still believe that you should give people a chance but when they show you who they are you can't still have on blinders and what i did was keep on the blinders so when I dated a particular person and I heard that he was a player but of course I didn't follow that suit I didn't follow that information I was like hey let me get to know him and trust me he was charming he was very charming he was very smooth he was a very suave and I was like hey he's nice to me and listen I got more bun in that one relationship than I have gotten in all my other relationships put together. It just kept happening and I kept giving chance after chance because maybe it's because we're young. Maybe I'm trying to take this relationship thing too seriously and then I'd break up and then we gave it a year and said, okay, maybe I'm a tear, bun again. And then it just kept happening and I just kept allowing it. And the reason why I say I allowed it is because the first one I didn't allow, the second one, maybe not really. But after it happened twice and he's still staying in this relationship, 
At this point, you're allowing it to happen to you because you have all right and all will to step away. I didn't. So it's important to look out for those red flags. When you see the red flags, don't ignore it. Don't use your trauma to excuse it. And I did that. And looking back, it was just a poor decision on my part. No, initially dating this person, was it a poor decision? No, could I have done more research? Yes. Was it okay to give them the benefit of the doubt initially? Yes. Was it okay to stay? No. So it's important that you, you are just more careful. Don't allow your trauma. Don't put your trauma on other people, basically. Not because you went through something that means the other person went through it. They never told you that they went through it. They never told you that this was their story. And even if they do, still take it with a grain of salt. Pay attention. And then when they show you exactly who you are, then you believe them. So this is kind of a follow-up to the first one. I like to give people a fair shot and a fair try. There are people out there who say, okay, I'm giving you a chance. And they're just waiting for you to slip. To say, haha, I knew you were this person and not that person. And we are imperfect human beings. So we're going to make mistakes. And if someone sit down waiting on you to make a mistake you're gonna eventually make it but it's how they treat you after that mistake it's how you handle that mistake do you apologize how do you react to it and for me in relationships i wanted to make sure i gave a fair shot so like the red flags i ignored it so I gave you a chance and once you said sorry and it was a convincing sorry, I'd be like, okay, you know, we're imperfect human beings. So I am going to give you another chance. You do something else and you say sorry. Oh, we're imperfect. So I'm going to give you another chance again. I have made mistakes. My friends have forgiven me. People have forgiven me. Let me give them a chance. I remember I made this mistake and the person didn't give me a fair shot. Or I had a bad day and I wasn't too personable today. So the person ran with the narrative that I was uptight when I just was in an introverted mood. And I'm highly introverted. So, you know, I'm not the most outgoing person. So, yeah, I got up and I kept on recycling and said, let me give them a fair shot that is a bad excuse and what you are becoming is an enabler for bad behavior forgiveness is not doesn't mean that you keep on putting yourself in the same situation and that's what i was doing every time i the person said sorry i put myself back in the same situation now if you realize two three times the person is making the same er error and i'm not talking necessarily about cheating but things that really affect you but you're still putting yourself back into that situation you have to start to take a step back and say wait 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 am i really giving this person a fair shot 
or am I allowing this person to exploit me? Am I really giving this person a fair shot or am I ignoring who they really are? So I made that mistake in more than one relationship and admittedly, I take responsibility for that part because I knew that it wasn't working, but I wanted to give a chance. I wanted to make sure I'm being fair and it's, and I second guessed myself so much and more times than not, I just end up being an enabler. Having a sense of self-worth made me recognize when I'm really enabling certain attitudes and, and staying into something that the person refuses to change rather than just walking away and keep my peace of mind. So I developed a people-pleasing trait and it was more seen in my relationship. The thing about being a people-pleaser in a relationship is that sometimes you neglect yourself. And for relationships, I always believed, and I still do believe, that you shouldn't necessarily want to make your partner into a mirror image of yourself. You should find someone that you're compatible with, that is complementary to you, and come together. Uh, yes, there are traits that from each partner that will rub off, because in any healthy relationship or in any relationship, there are traits or habits that they have that you or qualities that they have that you might not have that are positive that you will emulate and vice versa that is okay but there's a difference between taking on complementary things and learning things from a partner versus you getting up and completely allowing that partner to take full control of that relationship in every single way including your sense of self i love this to happen to me in one relationship for example my love language is quality time no i didn't always get to get that quality time with that person the person knew i did like quality time and what happened was anytime we had an argument or any form of differences. It could be something minor, something that you wouldn't even normally not speak to the other person about. And to not give that quality time, what they would do is when they have when you have that argument, they would withdraw. So you'll go days, I'd go days without speaking to that person because we had a little disagreement the day before. Not a blow up, not a big argument, no confrontation, but I don't feel like talking. I've gone a week and not speak to that person. And it even translated into gifting. Gifting is not necessarily my love language. And I won't say that this person didn't buy me things that I liked. They did, but then there were times when it would be a birthday or a special occasion and I would hint to what I want and they just bought me what they thought would be nice for a female or every female would like. Not that I wasn't grateful, not that it wasn't things that I necessarily liked, 
but it's not what I asked for. And it happened throughout the relationship. And then when I decided to even get, go and get to work on myself, they were against it. And I feel like it was because they knew that when I got myself of self, I wouldn't easily be manipulated. I would realize the gaslighting and all the other things that were done. Because if you're in a relationship with someone and they know that this is something you require a particular thing and anytime you are angry, they take that thing that you need from you, it's toxic, you know? The person I'm with now, for example, we've had disagreements and the rain is falling. And you know, you ever see that meme where the man is, the, the old couple is mad at each other, but the man is sitting in the rain and he, but he holds the umbrella over the woman. That's how my current partner is. Like, we'd have a disagreement, but he knows, okay, we normally go to lunch together. So he like, you're going downstairs, still upset with me, but he will still go with me to lunch. He doesn't use the fact that we're upset to withdraw certain things or certain practices that we make in our relationship. And that is important. And I try to not to do the same, to not withdraw anything that I know that he requires just because we are not seeing eye to eye at that moment no my people pleasing nature didn't allow me to see that it allowed me to just okay let me try to make this okay let me try to do this to please the person the person is withdrawing okay let me see how i can fix it and i was just always pouring and pouring and pouring and giving and giving and giving and i was so afraid that okay if we have an argument they'll withdraw this thing that I kept giving even things or that I would say yes to or things that allow that I normally I didn't even want to do and I normally wouldn't allow and I started to lose bits and pieces of myself it wasn't healthy and I realized that after and going to counseling was what taught me what was happening. And when I ended that relationship, it was funny how the reaction of the person was in the sense that his words were when (laughs) were I knew that this would have ended the day you decided to go counseling. What? And that shook me. That showed me that you didn't want me to heal. Who, if your person or your partner is struggling with something, because I really didn't go to counseling for my relationship. No, if your person is struggling with anxiety, which is what I went to counseling for, or other things, why wouldn't you want them to get healing from it, for it? Why wouldn't you want them to get help? But they didn't want me to get the help. And getting the help, according to them, was the end 
of our relationship. So it's important that you pay attention to what's happening. It's important that you see when someone is taking from you and you have to point to your relationship. But you see if the person is really as giving as you are. You see if the person is really as caring as you need them to be. And see if the person is being malicious or gaslighting you to make you feel that you're less than your worth. It's important for you to pay attention. And that goes across everything. When you go through your trauma, to not impose and to pay attention keen attention to the person you're with so you don't ignore the red flags so the truth about it is having a sense of self assists you in having a healthier relationship and healthy relationship for me is relative you can have a healthy relationship that doesn't work out i really mean toxic relationship that takes from you you have some people that had healthy relationships but you just weren't compatible so you separate and you end up being good friends that is not what i am speaking about i'm just speaking about relationships that you know are toxic I mean, you can be healthy and have a toxic relationship, but it's less likely when you have a certain idea of self and you date someone who has a certain idea of self and you get to know each other as friends and build your compatibility. For me, what I found is that I allowed all the negative things that were fed on to me in my youth, though over sexualizing of me the opinions i tried so hard to overcompensate for that opinion not only in life but in my relationship so i overexerted. i gave even when the relationship was supposed to be done i still tried to work on it because i didn't want to be seen as someone that doesn't put out in a relationship doesn't put out all that they can but sometimes you know something isn't going to work and you have to do what's best for yourself and love yourself and care for yourself it's not selfish to care for yourself it's selfish to care for yourself alone so that's this week's episode of the beyond skin beat podcast with me jody and vanessa thanks for listening and exo exo Thanks for listening to the Beyond Skin Deep podcast with me, Jordan Vanessa. Feel free to share your views with me on my Twitter at BSD with Jovi, that's J O V, or Instagram at Beyond Skin Deep Pod. Email me at Jodian website, that's J O D Y A N N E website at gmail.com or visit my website at jodianvanessa.com that's j-o-d-y a-n-n-e-v-a-n-e-s-s-a dot com i would absolutely love to hear from you exo exo